I want you to help me welcome back to the show, Chris Ann Hall. How have you been? I am fantastic. How are you, CL? It's a pleasure to be back on the show. Glad to be with you. Glad to be with you always. Glad to be with you and Pastor JC. Let me ask you this, Chris Ann. Now, uh, first of all, before we get into our conversation, I want you to tell everybody what you and JC are into and what's on your calendar here, what's coming up. And then I want to kick off a a conversation that I, I want us to do nonstop. Well, you know us, uh, CL, we are, we never stop moving. So, uh, the big thing that we have is the documentary, Noncompliant, which is about to uh, be released, which is teaching people about the constitutional authority of peaceful noncompliance at the state, local, and personal levels. Not just simply refusing to obey, but uh, enforcing our constitutions by maintaining our government's lawful authority within that consent. And so we go through and we teach people what our constitutions say, what those who wrote the constitutions wanted us to do, and the most powerful uh, tool for people to control government so that we stop feeling defeated and discouraged and uh, start getting activated and powerful again. How do people get a hold of you and uh, Pastor Hall if, in fact, they want to bring you and the university to a place like them, bring your work, your, your, bo- your body, your volume of work to where they are? Talk to us. Yeah, so we teach all over the country. We have Constitution classes. We have American history classes. Uh, even JC has some uh, biblical training. And you can find everything. We write articles. We have a podcast that we do Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an hour. We call it a teach show, not a talk show, where we take the current events that you see in the news and we bring them to you from a constitutional and principled perspective. Uh, our motto is liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. And you can find everything that we do, and you can connect with everything that we have, our calendar, and even schedule your own events at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. ChrisAnnHall.com, ChrisAnnHall.com, K-R-I-S. It's with a K, folks. And so you check it out, and I'm telling you that you will not be disappointed because she has a wealth, a literal wealth of knowledge. Chris Ann, uh, share some of your knowledge then as to the constitutional crisis that might be occurring at our southern border. Is it rising to that level? Has it risen to that level? Speak to us, Counselor. Well, it's actually been at that level. It's only now, uh, you know, exacerbating. It's it's getting much worse. The constitutional crisis begins, you know, when the federal government refuses to do uh, the job and to uh, fulfill the duty uh, placed upon them through a delegation of power of the Constitution. So we delegated to the federal government, the states delegated to the federal government, the authority to create the uniform rule of naturalization and to secure us from invasion and securing our borders. But what we have is a federal government that is refusing to do what the states 
have created the federal government to do. And therein lies the crisis. But I do have some good news that there is a, a very powerful, very immediate constitutional solution that is available uh, to us. We don't have to sit around and wait for the federal government to decide to do the job we've hired them to do. We don't have to wait for the Supreme Court to order the federal government to do what it's supposed to do. The constitutional solution is and always will be the absolute authority of the states to do the job when the federal government refuses to do it. Because we didn't surrender power to the federal government, we delegated it, which means when they fail to do what we've asked them to do, the power returns to the states. So what we need is, number one, our border states to step up and say, okay, feds, you won't do this, we'll do this for ourselves. And they and then they take upon themselves to secure their own borders and to enforce the uniform rule of naturalization. Then second, all other states must come together and work together with the border states in, in cooperation to secure our borders and the American people from the impending uh, dangers of people crossing the border with COVID or terrorists crossing the border and people not enforce and the, and the federal government not enforcing the uniform rule of naturalization. As a matter of fact, CL, there is a constitutional provision that allows the states to engage in a compact with each other a, in a, a contractual agreement to work together to secure the borders without congressional approval. The section in the Constitution that allows this says that if there is an immediate danger, the states do not have to have the permission of Congress to create a compact, an agreement with each other to achieve these goals. And when Barack Obama was president of the United States, I was actually working with state legislators in the state of Texas to create, and, and there were three other states involved, to create this compact. So we have the compact created. We just need the legislators to pick it up and start moving it again. Is the rule of law, as far as our national rule of law, absolutely being violated and what is the end result uh, we're talking with a, attorney chris ann hall of this invasion at our southern border chris ann well the constitution is the supreme law of the land it is the contract that created and defines the federal government and so when the federal government refuses to abide by the Constitution. They are violating the law. They are breaking the supreme law of the land, which technically, if you want to be honest about it, makes their activity criminal. And so the enforcement of the Constitution must come now at the state level. We don't have to sue the federal government to do the job and wait for them to get around to doing it. What we have to do is at the state level, restore the the power of the state by saying to the federal government, give them an ultimatum. Do this in the next two weeks. We'll give you 10 days to make progress on this, or we are going to start doing it ourselves. When we talk about doing it ourselves, when we talk about funding as well, the federal government, what then, if they are behaving criminally, uh, Chris Ann, uh, Counselor Hall, uh, what 
recourse do the American people have against a federal government that is behaving in a criminal fashion? What what type of punishment do we the people have to mete out to a government that uh, we seem to be bowing to? Talk to us. Well, the punishment is in the process, actually, CL. And the process is refusing the authority of the federal government when they're acting unlawfully. And so the federal government has specifically enumerated and defined powers that have been delegated to them by the states. And if they're abusing those powers or refusing to exercise those powers, then it's, it is the duty, as James Madison said, it is the duty of the states to stand up for the rights of the people. Now, prior to the 16th Amendment, we had more immediate recourse at the state level, and that was the authority of the state to say, okay, if you're not going to secure our borders, then we're not going to pay you that money uh, through through the uh, apportionment of the tax debt to the state. So the state would simply say, we're going to secure our own borders and we're going to withhold the funding that you're requesting to secure the borders because you're not doing it. Now, the ratification of the 16th Amendment really uh, took power away from the states to hold the federal government financially accountable. But there are other ways to hold the federal government accountable. And here's the thing. If all the states come together and all the states chip in to secure the borders, then we don't need additional funding to make this happen. The states can can use in, in cooperation with each other their resources to make this happen. And we can be independent from the federal government in this. Most people don't realize that it costs more to take money from the federal government than it does to refuse it because of all the red tape and the regulations and the additional personnel and the additional agencies. I would love for there to be a massive watchdog movement across the United States where people start demanding their state legislators do line item accounting on how much it costs because we found at local levels in Texas that it actually costs tens of thousands of dollars uh, in it puts the state tens of thousands of dollars in debt just to receive the money from the federal government where if they refuse then then they actually are ahead in their finances wow that is amazing folks when you consider the power of who you are as an american citizen in your own state uh let's take back that particular uh power chris and when we look at the actions of joe biden uh, what what's going on here? Who's running this country? Because evidently, uh, within our own view of, of him, uh, even though it's distant, even though, we, in fact, it's almost non-existent, our view of him, uh, and as far as seeing him. But uh, what who, who's in charge here? I mean, just give us your opinion on that. Uh, who's running this thing? Well, you know, CL, I would simply say the, the, the who's running it thing is the same who's running it for a very long time. Uh, what we have is a situation where uh, people who are longtime government, you know, you're talking about the employees that are there all the time, uh, the bureaucrats 
those people are running the country. The people who are not elected by the people are not running the country. And that is part and parcel because the American people have been deceived for a very long time on the power that they hold. And what is how this should really work, JCL, is that the people should be running their country, not by trying to control the president of the United States, but through their state and local governments. Because if when we have control over our state and local governments, then we have the ability and the authority to remove unconstitutional power from the federal government at the state and local level through peaceful noncompliance. So your county can simply say, you know what, uh, these federal gun laws are not within the power delegated to the federal government. So we're not going to allow these federal gun laws to be enforced in our county, in our city, or in our state. And that's really the fundamental power that rests within the state and local government through the proper functioning of our constitutional republic. That is amazing, folks, uh, because you see, with the shooting at uh, King Super, and actually that was one of the last stores, uh, it's a huge chain in, in, in Colorado, uh, one of the last store supermarkets that Jane and I actually uh, shopped at was a King Super uh, in Denver. And um, the thing that you are needing to understand with the shooting at that King Super in Boulder, uh, Colorado, uh, you can smooth believe, or Chris Ann, give us what we might expect uh, with the gun law lobbyist uh, emerging on Capitol Hill. Is that an inevitable thing that's going to happen? We've got about three minutes in this segment. Stay with me if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will stay. And the, the, the answer is uh, experience is the oracle of truth. We know what's going to happen because of the political power that's in majority in Washington, D.C. They're going to try to push forward these uh, laws that infringe upon our right to keep and bear arms. The federal government's not delegated that authority. As a matter of fact, the people are told explicitly in the Second Amendment to not allow the federal government to exercise that authority. You know, CL, I have a book called Sovereign Duty that teaches this check and balance at the state level on federal power and teaches not just simply what Chris Ann Hall says, because I don't teach what Chris Ann Hall says. I teach what the documents say, what those who wrote the documents wanted us to know about those documents and the proper functioning of our government. It's true, folks. I know her, and Chris Ann is a scholar, and so is her husband, Pastor J.C. Hall. And uh, is J.C. there with you, Chris Ann? Yes, he is. Okay. Well, uh, on the other side of the break, I want to talk about um, not only this topic, but I also want to talk about uh, the biology of male athletes becoming women and joining, joining the ranks of female athletes. I want to talk about what that impact may have on our society. I'd like to hear from both of you. So, folks, stay with me. I'm going to be back with the Halls, uh, Chris Ann Hall uh, and Pastor J.C. Hall uh, will be my guest in the next segment. And there are some topics that you know that we're going to cover here that are necessary for yours. If you're going to remain sane in these times, folks, listen, if you're going to remain sane, you that have ears, you better hear. Because living in your state where you are,
is going to become more and more important. The message that Chris Ann has just shared with you is as far as the authority that you have as a citizen is, is great. But what good is it if you don't know that you have it or that you can even use it? Especially when they come for the only thing that stands between you and tyranny. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, no, no, there's many people who have faith in God. But many people have not been able to defend it. That's your gun rights in this country. I'm CL. This is CL Bryant Show. Thank you so much for making our show as popular as it has become. You folks in Nashville coming your way. We got a fly in happening there. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, coming and being with us in Orlando. Uh, Freedom Works fly ins. And thank you so much for being with us out in Arizona. And just this past month, it has just been nonstop. And I have a feeling it is going to actually intensify. Thank uh, my friends at the Talk Monster, Red State Talk, for inviting us into the family and making and helping us make the show as popular as it has become. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came to change my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you clean. Up inside, you thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can always lend a helping hand and for the flag I CL back on this great day in the USA. So glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show daily. And hey, folks, all of you know that I'm in the process of uh, relocating uh, the show myself, uh, my whole operation uh, to Florida. I'll be on Hutting- Hutchinson Island, Hutchinson Island. Uh, there in uh, Florida, and uh, Jensen Beach will be mine. Uh, I'm going to claim it as my own, and uh, all up and down that coast, uh, you will be uh, seeing me. I'm already getting um, engagements and so forth uh, lined up and um, radio stations and so forth. We'll we'll see what happens. And, of course, we're about to do our YouTube, C.L. Bryant YouTube uh, channel once I get relocated and we got all the, the equipment to do it and and so uh, just expanding the kingdom of God uh, in the way that I do it and uh, expanding the good news and telling the good news of America with people who help me uh, do that type thing like the guest that I have right now 
with the Halls. Uh, Pastor J.C. Hall is on with uh, now his wife, uh, good friend, Chris Ann Hall. Thank you both for uh, being there with us. Pastor, uh, if you're available there, I'd like uh, you to weigh in on the impact that male female a male changing himself to in his mind i guess i don't know talk to us about that what's happening with this twistedness is there a twistedness that's going on that will affect our uh society in a negative way with this type of thing and how does christy gnome play into this oh wow (laughs) that's a huge a huge question um you know, it's it's uh, it, it is confusion. Uh, I think so many elements in, involved uh, with this thing. I remember years ago, I, I listened to a uh, presentation uh, a man gave about a, a study that looked at, at you know ab- fathers absent in the home, but also uh, a a sort of dominant a dominant. Um, Mother and a you know very weak, non uh, non committal, almost non existent father, and and looked at the incidence of homosexuality tied to that was was very fascinating. Uh, how that if a, a strong father did not have an imprint on the child, uh, then you would have this. Uh, that development in so many cases, or, or in the, let's say it this way, I think they said it this way in the cases where they track that, then they could track it where there was a dominant mother and a and not a very uh, dominant father that would uh, impart to the uh, young man. So I think just the whole family structure is what's important in these things, and that um, you know we play our God-given roles, and if not, then it 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 engenders um, confusion, and of course with you talk about the transgenderism and that sort of thing. A a young person is like a chemical factory as they're growing up, and you you have in many cases this sort of natural confusion of what what they now call gender dysphoria. That uh, studies say most of the time just you know it's just something that passes. But but I think that's why you see this push of earlier and earlier. You know, young children uh, they're trying to be. Uh, force young children to have the sex changes and keep the parents out of it and, and lock the parents out of the decision and, you know, uh, to expand this thing. And so uh, you've seen all the fallout of now what bathrooms do you go to and what about sports and and uh, different memberships and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. I mean, everything begins to unravel when there's not the basic order as reflected in God's creation. And so I, I think this is... Um, you know, Pastor, I think it's that in ways that we haven't even conceived yet. Wow. Wow. That actually leads right to the question that I was going to ask you about boundaries. Um, uh, of course, it seems as though uh, this uh, Joe Biden is trying to erase our boundaries to the south. And uh, now you have just described something that erases boundaries altogether. And it leads to what you said something we have cannot even conceived of yet. Is there a tower of Babel being built here, Pastor? Speak to us. 
Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it's like I said, it's an unraveling and ultimate collapse of of, of just order, just utter confusion, you know. And I, and I think it's need to be very clear here. We're not talking about people in this situation. I'm not advocating treating them as second class citizens or taking their rights. No, any different. No, as far as liberty is concerned, they have every right of every other American. Of course. And and I and you know the Bible, of course, says the gospel is the power of God and salvation. So ultimately, this is a it's a sin issue. It's a heart issue. It's a righteousness issue. So. We have to bring the gospel and the Holy Spirit to bear. But as far as the um, fallout for this, uh, on on the flip side, it's not just a political or not just a spiritual issue, not just a, a, a church ministry type issue. You know, it's like we can't run that far either because it has consequences as far as the the ordered nature of society and and the norms. And boundaries, as you say, begin to collapse, and then people, you don't know what to do. And furthermore, in what we've seen, not only do you not know what to do, uh, but but the things and uh, ways that are suggested are absolutely illogical and incoherent. And so you, you you simply you can't run a society like that where people don't know what is, they don't know what to do, they don't know where to go, they don't know what the standards are. Uh, it's, it's absolute chaos and confusion. And so that is going to destroy true progress. That's going to destroy true prosperity. It's going to destroy true development and, and the expansion of liberty for people. I think it's fascinating. Now, you even see the disorder within the groups that would normally favor it. Not to be crass, but I heard of a uh, lesbian dating site now being invaded by transgender men, and now those folks are upset. So even within those communities, wow, it sows disorder and collapse. And so it's it, then you know those same communities want to argue that in other communities that we should permit this, and it's destroying their own community. So it, it is utter confusion, utter chaos, and and we see just that general nature as you talked about Biden and the philosophy of the left. That's the general nature. I mean, to me, it goes all the way back as I'm studying Marx, uh, you know, as as uh, he wants his utopian vision. And so he says that, you know, the way that the way to accomplish utopia is to build a, uh, a temporary totalitarian state to throw off the current social order of which capitalism and the church are the primary enemy. So it, it ties back to the core leftist vision of the world where their goal really is destruction. A lot of the useful idiots don't comprehend this, but their goal really is to tear down society as we know it for some fantasy idea that they're going to have paradise on the other side of the collapse. Well, and we know that's just not the case. You know, Pastor, uh, you, you bring in the word utopian, and uh, many times uh, we have talked about uh, how people trade. They'll trade their freedom 
for you know comfort and and that type thing uh, you know they'll they'll even uh, become slaves uh, and trade their freedom if, if they can be guaranteed some type of comfort but it do is there a, a, an uncertainty of how long anything like that can last no there has never been a utopian place except for perhaps what God described uh, uh, in the Garden of, of Eden and then we messed that up we messed that up and so so yeah. is there any such thing has there ever been such a thing pastor speak to us please well it's fascinating i uh, just in the past year i spent the past year researching uh, you know i was i was a russian linguist in the military yeah. 30 yes. years ago i've been studying the history of soviet union communism that sort of thing in the past year uh, i was studying deeper because of a book that came out and studying socialism and then uh, then the anarchist movement as well they all fall over fall under the utopianist uh, umbrella and the fact is they have a very, very long history uh, of Adam and Eve repeated over and over again. We, I can point you to countless examples of these utopian societies and communes that have been attempted to be raised up. Uh, and I think the longest I've ever seen has lasted about two years, and they ultimately collapse. Um, so as I really dug into this, what I, what I finally came to recognize uh, is, is the utopian ideal is, is essentially this. It is uh, man-made paradise without God. It is man wanting to take into his own hands and build the perfect world and is the ultimate conceit. Uh, because in nine times out of ten, you look at these, uh, these um, experiments, and nine out of ten of them uh, reject uh, any notion of God uh, or creator or anything like that. So they are largely atheistic very, very often. The ultimate uh, cons- there, are, there are Christian anarchists, uh, which is a different sort of thing. But, uh, you know, at, at, at the heart, it's paradise without God, perfection without God. Wow. Ultimately, that can't last. You know, our framework uh, within this nation has succeeded to the extent it has because it is it is founded in a gospel world view, I think encapsulated in what Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the ultimate uh, root of liberty. And because uh, that's where those principles are rooted, I think that's why we've seen uh, the extent to which liberty and prosperity have gained ground in our history. But when you begin to move further and further away from a moral center and the order that flows from that, you will inevitably enter into collapse. You will inevitably enter into collapse. Pastor, it's been my pleasure to have you and your bride, Chris Ann Hall, on with me here today. Uh, we're up against the clock. Please tell us, get about 30 seconds. Please tell us how to engage with you and Chris Ann if we want to bring you to a place near us. Uh, you can go to chrisannhall.com, fill out a contact form, get in touch with us, and we'll be uh, more than happy to do our best to get where you're at and uh, and teach you and enlighten you and inspire you. Uh, this is what we do every day. It's the mission that God's put us on, and we're excited about it. And, friends, that's what they're all about, I'm telling you. They really are. Uh, and God bless you and God keep you is my prayer, hopefully. Uh, as we have uh, talked about in times past, we'll get together soon. But once I get relocated in Florida, I'll let you know when I'll be there. And you guys come knock, knock, knocking on the door if you want to. Anytime. And yes, so, sir. Listen, come God on down bless to you. Free Florida. 
Absolutely. Look forward to it. And uh, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that both of you will because you are. Thank you again for being on with me.